This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Speak Legal, conversations with Community Law Otago, made with the support of Law Faculty, University of Otago. And today we're going to take a closer look at Paiora, the Healthy Futures Bill 2021, and joining us on the line now, Jessie. Jessie Morena, good to have you with us again. Good morning. So <laughs> let's get into this. Uh, Jessie, what is uh, this bill and why has it been introduced? So the bill is um, a pretty big overhaul of our current health system. Uh, it's going to dissolve our DHBs. And it's been introduced in response to the knowledge that our health system is failing greatly, um, consistently delivering poor results, especially for vulnerable demographics. Um, government's concluded that the DHB system isn't working for us anymore, if it ever was. Um, and this move is supported by a big number of health sector professional agencies and workers. Um, but maybe the greatest impetus to the act is the knowledge that Māori especially have poor health, health outcomes compared to non-Māori in this country. And the Waitangi Tribunal has acknowledged that this is an ongoing breach of the treaty. <clears throat> Tell us a little bit more about um, how Māori health stacks up at the moment. Yeah. So Māori, in comparison to non-Māori, um, statistics New Zealand has found um, are a youthful population, so the average age is a lot younger, and that means Māori are dying on average 7.2 years younger than non-Māori counterparts. Uh, and also Māori are dying and suffering unnecessarily. Uh, the Ministry of Health has found that amenable mortality rates um, around twice that of non-Māori, which means Māori are dying of preventable deaths at twice the rate. Uh, and ambulatory sensitive hospitalisation rate, um, which is, you know, being hospitalised for issues that could have been treated in a primary care setting if they'd presented earlier, are around 1.5 that, <clears throat> 1.5 times that of non-Māori. Um, whether those trends are a result of the wider social determinants of health or whether Māori have experienced cultural insensitivity or racism, uh, what we keep finding is that Māori are more likely to be incapable or unwilling to present to our health systems and are suffering as a result. Okay, so what does this bill <laughs> intend to do, Jesse? Okay, so the main purpose of the Act, there's three purposes to the Act in Section 3, uh, is to protect, promote and improve the health of all New Zealanders. Um, the big one is achieving equity, in particular for Māori, and building healthy futures for all New Zealanders. So there's special attention to equitable outcomes for Māori and other vulnerable populations as well. The Act identifies Māori, Pacifica people, disabled people, women and rural communities as vulnerable demographics. So under Section 29, the Minister and the Ministry are required to create health strategies for these demographics. Um, the biggest change is that obviously our DHVs are being dissolved and they're going to be replaced with two national health authorities, Health New Zealand and the Māori Health Authority. Um, and this will bolster this idea we have of the Treaty Waitangi signatories, Māori and the Crown, as being in a, you know, partnership. Yeah, well, we saw that uh, change come into effect on the 1st of July, I think. So what's happened yeah. to the DHBs? Yeah, so anything belonging to the DHBs, so any assets, uh, information and documents, debts, money's payable, all rights, liabilities, contracts, all that legal stuff, um, were just transferred straight to Health New Zealand. How's this new system going to operate? So um, there's two main pillars to the Act. So there's the health sector principles, which is um, under Section 7, and then the statutory bodies and crown entities that are tasked with carrying out those principles in their work. So under Section 7, um, the first principle, as I mentioned before, is equity. 
Second one is engagement, so engaging with the community. Uh, third is providing opportunities for Māori and decision-making. So um, <clears throat> having regard to the strength and nature of Māori interests in the matter and the interests of other health consumers under our system, um, Māori are to be involved in, you know, budgeting, prioritising, stuff like that. Uh, the next principle is providing choice of quality services. So this means um, not just adequate resourcing, but providing services that are culturally safe. Um, so giving Māori the option to present um, to services that you know reflect Matauranga Māori, uh, and it also means developing and maintaining a workforce that's representative of the community they serve. Uh, and the last one is protecting and promoting health and wellbeing, obviously. Um, and the agencies tasked with carrying that out are Health New Zealand and the Māori Health Authority, but there are also uh, other responsible bodies under the Act, so Pharmac, New Zealand Blood and Organ Services, and the Health Quality and Safety Commission. <coughs> Tell us a little bit more about the Māori Health Authority. Yeah, so the Māori Health Authority is an independent statutory entity. Um, and their objective really is to represent the Māori perspectives on things. So what they do is they collaborate with Ewe Māori Partnership Boards. Um, so they're kind of the mouthpiece of Māori citizens at the local level. So they feed back the needs and aspirations of Māori in relation to their health outcomes. Uh, also feedback about how the health sector is performing in relation to those needs and aspirations and also feedback on how services and public health interventions might be designed and delivered. You mentioned other bodies responsible <laughs> under Part 3 of the Act. Um, yeah. yeah. Tell us more about that. So these are just kind of the um, the big players in the health system. So Pharmac obviously distributes um, all our pharmaceuticals, um, regulates them, all that stuff. New Zealand blood and, blood and Organ Services, they deal with blood and organ donations. Um, and then the Health Quality and Safety Commission uh, are a regula regulatory body who um, lead and coordinate work across the health sector in order to monitor and improve the quality and safety of our health services. Um, so under the Act, they're tasked with advising the Minister on how improvements might be made um, consistently. And they're also responsible for determining um, quality and safety indicators, so standards that need to be met as well as publishing reports on if and how they're being met. So I guess the big question that, that most listeners will have, Jessie, is what's this all going to mean for our day-to-day -day lives? Yeah. So um, at the end of the day, since the health system is run by the executive, um, a lot of decisions about how it's run, how it's budgeted, how certain targets are going to be prioritised will be made as a policy. Uh, so public health here is pretty political work. Uh, that means ultimately what these changes are going to look like for us personally in our day-to-day -day lives will depend on who is responsible for us um, and looking out for us. There are, though, some mechanisms for ensuring public input and transparency. So, you know, one of the main principles of the Act is engagement. So that public feedback loop is going to be quite important. Um, so the Ewe Māori Partnership Boards are responsible for translating Māori needs. Um, the HQSC, the Health and Quality Safety Commission, under Section 53 will be especially responsible for consumer engagement. Um, so they have to create this code of engagement under Section 54, with which other health entities must abide by. So they're responsible for creating that public feedback loop, which will help the public determine how the system ought to work for them um, and how it is working, how it can be better. Uh, Pharmac, too, has their own consumer advisory committee to provide consumer input. Uh, and there's various public, 
reports on whether targets and requirements are being met um, and what form improvements might take. And there will no doubt be opportunities for judicial review if an individual or a group disagrees with any ministerial decisions. Transformative <laughs> times in health with Piotta, yep. Healthy Futures <laughs> Bill 2021. Jesse, thanks so much for giving us that comprehensive overview of the changes that have uh, come into effect from the 1st of July. And Thank as you for uh, me. we're engaging with the system, <laughs> we'll get to test for ourselves how it's all working. Yeah, we'll see yeah. what it turns out. Thanks so much for joining us, Jesse. We look forward to catching up with you again. Absolutely, thank you. Community Law Otago. Free legal advice and support for the people of Otago. Visit our weekday advice clinics at 169 Princess Street, Dunedin. Clinic session times are available from the website communitylawotago.com. Ring 474-1922 or 0800-169-333 if calling from outside Dunedin. Speak Legal is made with support from the Law Faculty, University of Otago, training for life. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.